Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next Sam.gov Bids Live episode number 58, where we walk through small business solicitations together on Sam.gov and we answer your questions along the way so that you too can start bidding and winning contracts on Sam.gov for your small government contracting business. Today, we're going to be jumping into six small business solicitations that I've pulled up on Sam that we will be jumping into in just a second. But if you're new here and you don't want to miss future Sam Bids Live episodes, make sure you subscribe to the channel and also hit the notification bell so that you can ask your questions live on future streams. I've recently just launched our free federal contracts masterclass for the new year. I highly recommend you check it out if you have not. The link is down below. And in the masterclass, I answer many of the hot questions right now in GovCon, and I do it for free that others make you pay for. I also teach you the new rules of government contracting that you need to start playing by to be successful in the space. And lastly, if you're just starting out and you want to middleman government contracts the legal way, our new LMM book is out and it is available. And I'll just quickly uh, let you know that you can get that at legalmiddleman.com book. Or if you're interested in the masterclass, um, you can get that at govkinmethod.com. So hello, everybody, and welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you are on live, let me know which state you are representing. And this is your first time live. Let me know this is your first time live as well. And while you do that, I'm going to go ahead and pull up and get a sneak peek going of the bids we're going to be looking at for today to get us started with. So bid number one, lab services, equipment calibration. Number two, we have pest control services. Number three, we have moving services. Number four, we have sign language. Might be interpretation, not sure yet. Next, we have lodging. And then bid number six, we have blast, a grit blast removal, rather. And hello, everybody. You made it. You are here. We are live. You are here. Congratulations. We've got Terry, Fan Troy. Hello. And Reddy. We've got Raven. Hello, GovCon family. Lloyd Massingill, good to see you. Out of Florida, WPB Florida, Businessman TV. Uh, let's go. Not sure how to say this. Is this Goddess of Dante? I apologize. I'm probably not saying that correctly, but hello. Sweet. Terry says, my book copy just came today. Awesome, Terry. I know that you're going to love it. April out of uh, NYS and first time. Welcome for your first time. Aliyah the one, hello, hello to you. Businessman TV is out of California and as well, first time as well. First time from Texas. El Estudiante, California, first timer. Hey guys, where are you finding us from? All you first timers, are you just finding me on YouTube? Are you just, are you finding us from uh, TikTok, maybe Instagram? First timers, where are you? Uh, where are you coming from? I'd love to know. This is Terry's first time out of Atlanta. Aliyah's first time as well. We got Livia uh, Livia S. First time from Virginia. Cool guys. Annie out of Oklahoma. Bob Kelly, first time from Texas. Hey Bob, what's up? SD Cleaners from Ohio. Mr. Government Advisor. Hey Derek, do you have any way I can call in? Uh, we don't have a call in. Um, like the the software has that as a feature, but it's not something that we. Uh, build out as part of the show currently. Fun question though. Um, Miguel out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Greg from Charleston, South Carolina. We got Shakira from Houston, Texas. Alberto from New York. So, all right. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome. Terry's finding us from YouTube. Glad you guys find us from YouTube. Is it YouTube Shorts? We've been recently doing shorts the last couple of weeks, and we've had a huge spike in, in new members to our channel, which is awesome. I think it's from the bid of the day shorts that we're doing. If that's something that you, uh, you've you kind of come to us through, that would, that's what I would kind of be curious to know. 
I found you on YouTube after somebody spoke about you on their YouTube interview. Okay, very cool. I have done a couple of interviews recently. I've got some more interviews lined up with as well with other folks in the space. So if you all enjoy that interview type of format, um, there'll be more of those coming out. Cool. Businessman says just searching GovCon. Homepage. All right. So yeah, kind of a mix of all over the place. Good stuff. Good to know, guys. Let's just keep it trucking and we'll get started with our first bid review for today. So DPW, right? Public works, lab service and equipment calibration for the army. So this is going to be due as an updated offers due February 15th. Small business set aside, 541380 testing lab and services. And this is at uh, APG, Aberdeen Proving Ground, Maryland. We do see that there is already an amendment being posted. Oh, and of course, Sam.gov is going to give me the, the scroll of death. I may have to restart my browser. Let me see if the other ones are doing that as well. Yep, they are. Guys, just bear with me one second. I'm going to pull up. I'm going to re-pull up the solicitations. That way uh, we can access the attachments. Always fun when you've got to. You know what? It's still doing it. Hmm. Does that ever happen to you guys? I'll go ahead and share my screen with you so you can see. It just does this. Sometimes I get this. Just spins and spins and spins, and it doesn't load the attachments. So then I restart the browser, and it's always really fun when you're in the middle of a live show. <laughs> well, while I give that a minute, let's see what questions we have. Facel has insurance with no bonding. Uh, do you stay with them or move on? It depends. Uh, bonding is primarily a construction type thing. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't work with a sub on a construction job if they don't have bonding. Greg says, you mentioned another episode. There's a community to join and I couldn't find it on your website. We don't have a community. It could have been like a very, very old video, guys. Um, that's the beauty and also the curse of YouTube. You know, my business grows and expands over time and I've been on YouTube for five years. So um, if you happen to watch a video from a few years ago, that could still be great and very relevant for today. But, you know, my business has since grown from where it was a few years ago. We currently don't have a free community. Um, free communities are a nightmare to manage. Um, people, you know, try to take more. They don't give. They don't contribute. And it's probably not something that I'm probably ever going to do again, to be honest. Uh, I wish I could, though. Like, I've done three or four of them. And every time, people just ruin it for everybody. So that's unfortunate. So our community now lives on the show here. Our community now lives on the show. I'm just going to try a totally different browser. I got to switch from uh, Internet Explorer to Chrome. Let's see if Chrome's going to be any better because I'm still just getting the, the, the circle of death. <laughs> Access the attachments, or maybe Sam is down or something. Maybe Sam's down. It's probably not though. Hmm. Okay, just pulled up on for me in uh, in Chrome. So yeah, if we have to use Chrome, we will. It's just not my preferred my preferred browser. All right, so we'll just we'll just roll with this for now. <laughs> oh, I love that, Sean. They're shutting you down for giving you too much value. Oh man, that's probably one of the best ones. <laughs> I love that. Terry says, when sending past performances, do I leave subs info on quote or put my own? So um, Terry, you'll want to make you know because you're the prime bidding on the contract, so it's going to be your company proposal. And then if you're using subs past performance, that's, that's totally, totally fine. 
Um, I just recommend kind of giving like a one-liner, you know, so-and-so is our teaming partner. They have amazing past performance. They've been in the space for five to 10 years. For that reason, you know, please find, uh, you know, projects, you know, they've completed over the last, you know, three to five years recently, you know, other than that, uh, the role with giving the government info, it's like, we only give them what they ask for. So that's why I say, just like, give them that one sentence to tee it up. And that's typically how we, how we, uh, how we do that. So let's try this again, guys. Just kind of going with the swings. So for bid number one, we have the lab services and equipment calibration bid. Again, it's small business for attachments. We have solicitation doc. We have an amendment. We have another amendment. And then we have an equipment list. So we can start with the Oh boy, here we go. Things are all sorts of crazy using a different browser, opening up in the wrong areas and everything. Okay, so SF1449 form, pricing cleanse, priced out for once a month and then 12 months. And this is a Maryland State Department of Environment approved certified lab with discharge monitoring reporting certification shall provide sampling and analysis. They're giving a, like a little bit of the statement of work here, which I don't mind. Shall provide sampling and analysis of water and wastewater. So we're, we're doing water testing and reporting back. Also equipment repair for the lab is a separate CLIN. And then we also have a calibration for the instrumentation as well. So those three different things really pulls out of the scope the work that we're doing. And then it's going to repeat for an option year one for those same things. Option year two, option year three, and option year four. And then our delivery information is going to let us know when the work is supposed to kick off. So in this instance, it would be February 12th. Hey, today, <laughs> uh, great, great learning. You place to learn, right? Derek, what do we do with the uh, when the bid's not due until when is it due? The bid's due on the 15th, but the work's supposed to start on the 12th. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, so contracting is going to push back the POP. It's just, uh, and there's an amendment, right? So in the amendment, we're just looking at the original solicitation doc. And sometimes I would start with the amendment, right? So that I have the most recent information, but, you know, I'm just kind of teaching you guys the protocol here. These dates will be pushed back. And for those of you who are just jumping in, joining us, welcome. We're just in our first bid and we had to change browsers because Sam.gov wasn't loading. And so we moved from Internet Explorer to Chrome. And so that's where pretty much where we are. That's what's going on. And we found out that we were giving away too much value on the show. <laughs> so, Sam, so Sam is shutting us down for giving out too much value. It must be harder than it, than it seems. We cannot make it easier at all. So I'm not really seeing instruction offers or evaluations factor sections. It's truly just like pricing cleanse thus far. So kind of need to bounce and see what else we're working with, which means I do need to look at our amendment. Is this our amendment? Yeah, that's our amendment. Well, let's see, do we have any highlights? And they're giving us kind of like a table of contents thing here where the statement of work is buried. But yeah, no highlights. So for the amendment, they're literally saying, we're not telling you what the changes were. We're telling you to just go in and find those. So have fun, good luck. So they're being really nice on that. Just kidding. 
And then we have we have an equipment list. So at a glance, this is really looking like a price only bid, but we don't see instruction offers or evaluation factors jumping out to tell us what to give them. The only thing that seems apparent is price. Before jumping to the conclusion that this would be a price only bid and likely a lowest price bid, before jumping to that, we would just have to go through this with a much more finer tooth comb. And we would also have to identify what the um, amendment changes were because contracting has not told us or highlighted or kind of given us anything. They've thrown zero bones on this. So if we're looking at making some sort of bid, no bid decisions on this, I, I don't love it. I'm kind of moving on. If you don't have anything else to go after, then okay, fine. But uh, if you got other stuff to go after, I'm weighing that opportunity cost. And if something is more forthcoming, I'm prioritizing that. I'm just fighting the good fight. I'm fighting the, the, the browser fight. Okay, let's what's going on with chat. April said I found you by searching GovCon and then hitting notif notifications for you. Awesome. Okay, I mean, it, that worked then. <laughs> so that that's awesome. I'm gonna ask what acquisition asks for for you to provide a vendor size. How should you provide this? Your vendor vendor size is you would be the vendor and arguably you would you would be small business. So you would let them know that you're small business if I'm understanding that. Sean says, uh, DJ really gives you everything you need to get started in this journey. Everything else is execution. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Um, we try to, we honestly, we try to bridge the gap as much as possible, but I agree with you. Um, at some point it's, it's execution when, uh, okay. Ordered the book as well. Uh, Awesome, man. Yeah, combining the guys, the book, literally combining the book with the show, we've already had so many people say like, hey, the show was great. But after I read the book, the show, like I get so much more from the show because now I understand like why you're doing. And I, I know you go through some of this sort of fast because it's an hour long show, but now I'm able to keep up with you more. That's, that's some of the uh, common feedback we've gotten. So coupling the show with the book, highly recommended by your peers. How do you fulfill a contract? The prime has to fill 51% of the work and the sub has to do 49%. How do, how do prime sub members work? So yeah, Ron, and you're, you're talking about the legal middleman method and I'm not gonna get into it right now, but there are multiple ways within the regulations. It's all about the way that you do it. Or in other words, you know, like the devil's in the details, if you will. Um, so there's a legal way and then there's a the right way to do that. If you wanna do 100% middleman, it's literally why the entire book exists. That's what this whole book is about. Teaching the regulations, teaching you how to work with the subs, teaching you how to respond to those middleman opportunities, teaching you the hot industries that are in GovCon. We have it in the book. Then if you want to learn it that much deeper, um, we have a course where we actually give you the templates and the scripts and everything. So it just really depends on what level of learning you, you know, you're at. What's going on, Damien? Good to see you. Hello, Mary. Thanks for joining us. It's been a minute. Where have you been? I've been here working. <laughs> Where have you been? Welcome. Cashing out with Nisi. Good to see you. All right. Uh, by the way, your statement should be, uh, Sean, uh, should be real for many here. Spend an uncomfortable amount of time. Yeah. It's been a while that I, it's been a minute since I've said that exact phrase. I need to bring that back. Spend an uncomfortable amount of time on Sam.gov because it will become second nature and your education will increase. And then what will take up your, your, your bandwidth and your, 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 your energy, your focus, you'll be able to do on autopilot, which means you'll free up your bandwidth. You'll free up your focusing power to learn harder stuff like bidding on contracts or speaking to subs or getting quotes. Uh, the better you get at something, you know, it moves from our conscious to our subconscious. 
it moves over to autopilot. Then our conscious gets freed up to learn new and more challenging stuff. And the, the, the harder problems that we can, we can solve, right? The more we are rewarded in our business and just in life. So we want to continue to learn to get better at solving harder and harder problems because our life will improve by that. So just knowing that's the process, we go from our conscious to our subconscious. You can do it without even thinking about it, like tying your shoes or riding a bike. If you can develop skills in GovCon and business that you can do on autopilot, it's going to elevate many areas of your life, to say the least. All right, guys, let's go ahead and take our stab at our next bid, and then I'll bounce back to some more of our questions. So this is for the VA pest control services. This is due February, huh? I'm sorry, February 20th. I was going to say STVOSB set aside consistent with vets first out of Fort Meade. Terms of attachments, we have NASA, NASA, narrow records management. We have the VA directive. We have a wage termination. Looks like several wage terminations. We have the solicitation. And then we have a pest control doc, which I'm not a thousand percent sure what that is, but we will take a peek. I really don't like using Chrome. Really don't like it. So this pest control doc is going to be the policy for the VA. Looks like it's going to couple very well with the pest management plan ops program that the VA also gives us. Integrated pest management is what it's typically referred to as. So we'll see what the solicitation looks like. Okay, so we have our pricing cleanse, quantity of one. So integrated pest management services for the VA, they're wanting for one year. We can see the POP on this kicks off March 1st. And then we go right in from 0001 to 1001. So from base to option year one. So they just want the price for the whole year. So it'll be a base plus four. So five-year contract with the grand total. So you wanna, you wanna make sure that you understand, is this creating the integrated pest management plan? There are many contracts for this, by the way, throughout the VA. I, I often say like what the government buys and how they buy it is very different than the commercial space. So you want to understand, is this buying the actual pest control services or if this is creating and maintaining the integrated pest management plan, because that's the terminology that the VA uses. And those are the contracts that the VA buys and they have VM, VAMCs across the entire country that do this. So if you were to win a contract for this, you could roll over that, you know, for example, that past performance into other VAMCs all over the country, you know, kind of like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. The, there's, of course, there's pest services in the commercial space, right? We got the Orkin man, but it's, it's different. It's unique. The GovCon space is different in that way. So pest control, you're like, oh yeah, I know what that is, but it's the way that they're buying it and it's how they're executing it. And that's all the difference. And that's where it comes to assembling you know, your umbrella strategy with, with, you know, like kind services or, or even to some degree varied services, it's fine so that you have contracts year round that you can bid on so that you are able to push out two, three, four, you know, solid services bids per month. And then you're winning at least several service contracts that are hopefully stackable contracts every single year. So that when year two, year three, year four comes on, you're making money from the work that you did on year one. And then it has that snowball effect, right? In order to do that, though, we got to play the numbers game. This is all of the theory. This is all of the recommendations for, for new GovCon folks. Um, build a book of business with service contracts. They're going to stack for you. And then build an umbrella of 
services so that you have enough service contracts to go after and you can get good at through repetition. That's not something that they're going to teach you at a GovCon conference. It's not something they're going to teach you. And honestly, these are, these are things that I've refined uh, over a number of years. Uh, and it works very, very well if you execute on it. So for the proposal response, we have identified it. Our instruction to offer a section here. Your offer shall contain. We don't guess. Okay, we, we just give them what they ask for when it comes to a proposal. And, and we're also not starting with a blank sheet of paper. You know, preferably we start with an outline and then we plug and chuck. Again, all stuff that they're not gonna tell you, all the theory that we, we create here on the channel. So they're, giving, they're asking for a technical proposal. Well, Derek, I don't know what that is. What could that be? Well, they tell you. It's one, a narrative de detailing how you're going to complete the tasks in the statement of work. It's also two, demonstrating, detailing your ability to comply with the latest rules, regulations, and laws. Also, number three, certifying the personnel, their, their certs, their trainings as needed, right? And then a management plan. So that equals your technical proposal. So bing, bang, boom. Put that in our outline, right? We got a cover page, we got a cover letter, we got a table of contents. Now we're kicking off technical approach, volume one, or just technical approach. And then we're going to go into these sub factors. They haven't called them sub factors, but they're four specific questions. And then we start, like, then literally we have like eight pages right there, just teeing that all up. If you guys don't know how to do this stuff, you're all teed up. And then you just go about solving these, answering these questions. And a lot of this info you can get from working with your subs. Next piece is going to be past performance, right? Three letters of recommendation. Then they also want the name, address, phone number, et cetera. That's what they want for your past performance. No guesswork. Plug it into your proposal. You know, tee up the outline and then plug and chug the answers. And then pricing proposal. Okay, questions are due, set visits are due. So we've we've found exactly what we were looking for. The remaining question is, will they give us any sort of evaluation criteria? Is this going to be lowest price? Is this going to be best value? We would want to look for that. So we do have, they're saying it's simplified acquisition procedures. So what is the SAT? Does anybody know what the SAT is? What is the, do the dollar value? It is 250K. So this contract's going to be below 250K. And that'll be base and all option years. And they're saying it's going to be a best value award. Okay, so we did find our answer. When it comes to reading these things, it's like an Easter egg hunt. Okay, we go in looking for the specific information. The best way to be sure that you're going to find what you're looking for is to know what you're looking for in the first place. Rather than opening up one of these 72-page solicitation docs. And then you're like, okay, now what? Like what weight do I put out of importance on this versus this versus this? It all seems important. That is automatically the, the wrong way to start. The right way to start is to know what you're looking for. Then you go in and you find it. And then it becomes a, a series of going in and finding things, going in, coming out, going in, right? Extracting key information. And then you use that and then you start to build an outline. And then that becomes what you work with to go about getting information. Right. And then what about the forms? Okay. What's the rule of forms? Government forms. We don't go seeking for them. We don't download them off the internet. We fill out what's given to us. Okay. So now we've read the document. We learned to walk that we can run by going after the bid. Once we know how to walk, we tee up an outline. We work with the subs to fill out the proposal, past performance, pricing. And then we make sure that our offer is compliant and competitive with those other uh, evaluation factors that they give us. Best value lowest price. Okay, guys, like we're literally like we're, we're, we're tying everything together. Livia, where does it say 250? It didn't say it said um simplified acquisition procedures, which is why before I gave you the number, I said, what is the simplified acquisition threshold? It's 250k. So we had to know what that was. This, the procedures was the clue. 
it was the writing on the wall that it was going to be below 250k. What if you're a new contractor with no past performance? You use the subs. And Keen, um, I highly recommend you check out the masterclass. Free masterclass, govkidmethod.com. I address this particular point in detail. Because many think if you don't have past performance and the government's asking for it, you can't bid on that. You can. You work with a teaming partner to satisfy that. And there's a way that you can do that. There's a legal way, right? And then there's an illegal way. When I see a solicitation, it directs me to Unison Marketplace. How do you go about those specific solicitation? I don't recommend Unison because it's a reverse auction um, where they will take everybody's initial price and then they'll reduce it by an increment. And then whoever's the last man or woman standing wins. So you're going to have really, really small margins. Can you bid on a contract uh, when it doesn't match your NICS code? Yeah, just add the NICS code to your SAM.gov profile. It takes a couple of days for it to update. Do I leave the subs info on the quote um, sent to me that I'm sending? No, so you don't ever, yeah, you don't ever send something from a sub to the government. Never, ever, 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 ever. And that's what I meant, Terry, when I first responded to your question. You have to have your own proposal. So you're going to take what the sub gives you and you're going to strip that away. And you're going to put that into your proposal because you're the prime. You have the cage code. Typically, the sub does not. So the offer needs to come from you. What's your take on the marketplace solicitations, the secondary places that go on Sam? Yeah, um, I don't recommend going to Unison Marketplace once again, because it's a reverse auction. How do you properly request to update your role so you can access additional attachments? Um, they give you instructions on it. You just have to follow those. Um, they, they To request a role in Sam.gov, I know it's a newer thing. Um, you just go in, you answer a few questions and you request, you request the role. Um, but I do recommend following their instructions and typically they'll give you like one title specifically to request for, because otherwise you could request a role and you could be waiting weeks and you still don't get it. And then you, the bid's like over. Uh, welcome Flow Og. first time I'm in the DMV and there were so many government opportunities in my backyard. If you purchase the course, can the payment roll over to the cost of the class? Um, yes. So I do recommend LMM course rollovers into the class. I do offer that, but I don't know quite honestly when the next class is going to be. Um, so I don't want anybody like, cause initially it was going to be in fall, but I don't know if I'm going to do it in fall. So like, it could be a long time before I, I do the next class, right? We're doing the existing class right now. So everybody who did a rollover recently, um, and wanted in the class, they're in the class. Um, but I don't know when I'll honestly do the next class. I got a call back in December from Coronado National Forest. They had an extra HVAC unit they wanted to replace. That's cool. They reached out to me, so I thought they were going to grant me and my sub the job only to, I think you got cut off on this one. Only to what? How does the story end? I responded to a source sought, looked at my area on Friday, and they emailed me this morning asking if I could come by to do a set visit this week. Is this typical? Um, Jason, that is not typical. Here's the thing. It could go a couple of different ways. Uh, we, we never give like pricing information during a source of sought stage because what contracting can do is they can use and abuse you. And they wouldn't say that's what they're doing. They would say that they're gathering market intel. So here's what happens. You go out to the site visit, you invest your time and your resources. Maybe you have a sub go and do it. You invest theirs, but it's your time coordinating, right? And then contracting says, okay, cool. Um, thanks for coming out. Uh, can you just let us know like what you think this would cost, um, maybe provide us a little bit of a write-up on like how you would do this work. Um, hey, maybe give it to us next week. And then you, the vendor, you're like, oh, I'm getting the job. Sweet. I'm going to jump through these hoops. And then you give that to them. And then you don't hear anything for a month. And you're like, what's going on? I went to the site visit. Like I wrote up this proposal. I even gave him some pricing and I haven't heard from them. And then like after a month, you hear back from them. They're like, oh yeah, no, thanks. Appreciate it. We got it. Um, yeah, the, the bid will be coming out in a couple months and feel free to bid on the contract, you know, along with the other dozen bidders and, you know, maybe you'll win it. Maybe you won't use and abuse. Don't call it market research. I don't think you have the time to invest in doing things like that when there are live bids that you could be going after that you could win. 
I do not recommend anybody who's new in GovCon to respond to sources sought notices, unless you're an 8A company and you're trying to do the sole source method. But that's not what we teach here. It's not the focus. Um, because you, you just don't have the luxury of time to do that. It's an opportunity cost. You could do this or you could respond to a bid. Okay, doing this, you're not going to win anything. Doing this, you could win something. So if there's only so many hours in a day, do we want to spend our time doing things where we could win something or where we cannot win something? If it's just you or you and a business partner or you and you know, a spouse, you don't have like a whole team to delegate all this stuff to, to do all of the things. So you have to pick and choose. You have to prioritize, which means you need to prioritize the most important things first. Now, unless contracting is indicated, they're going to some sort of do some sort of JNA and sole sources to you, Jason, through a sources sought, or maybe you are playing the 8A sole source method. If that's the case, big grain of salt for that. But in all other instances, um, I wouldn't just provide my valuable market research for free. Are you able to look at a solicitation out here for me? I don't, um, I don't work. That's basically like working for free. And I really have to draw the line. Like I can't work for free. So, you know, I run the show to help everybody as much as I can. But if I get everybody like sending me bits on here to review for them, how do I run a business? Right. So I definitely understand the, the request. It's just at some point it has to make business sense for me to do that. Um, and maybe one day it will, I'll find a way that makes sense. Right. Oh, I think this was the earlier part of the message. We put our, so your price was high, but like seven grand. Um, not sure what the question was with that though. Apologize if I missed the question on that. How do you add your cost when submitting for rentals and lease properties? Um, you put it on the top, but I'm not big on rentals and leases at all. You have to be an expert in reading leases. They're very different than any other solicitations um, that we cover. And if you are an expert in that, like that's great for sure, do it. But you need to have some way of, of uh, making sense of leasing contracts because they're very different. Don't let somebody out there on the internet telling you leasing contracts are the thing unless you can read leasing contracts. Um, now I just have finished your amazing book. It gives everything you need. I understand all the lingo and everything so much better now. Again, book with the, with this with this free show, guys. It's a it's a powerful powerful um, punch. The testimonials just keep rolling in. Najee, I'm so I'm so happy to hear that. Um, I'm glad that you got the book and that you're you're saying that you understand everything so much better now. That's exactly what the goal was with the book. Hey, amazing questions, guys, today. Like, let's 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 uh, clap it up for the um for the community today, guys, like just incredible questions, like all over the board flow. OG, thank you so much for the super chat, $5 uh, contribution to the channel. Thank you so much. Not necessary, but certainly appreciated. Um, thanks for your response and all you do. Keep up the great work. Do you offer consulting with the book and the course? Currently I don't, um, I don't do, I'm not doing the one-on-one -on -one thing too much anymore. Like I said, I'm currently running the class right now. So that's also taking a lot of my time. Um, I got really burned out last year, so I'm really prioritizing my health above all other things. And I'm still struggling to, to do that. Um, as some of you in my class may, may know. Um, so I'm still trying to find my way of what's the best balance for my, my health, but also the business and, and also of course the mission, helping everybody in this space as much as we can. So I'm um, not currently, uh, but thank you so much flow OG for the contribution for the channel and the kind words. Very much appreciated. Mr. Government Advisor with the $20 super chat as well. Hey, Derek, um, thank you. so. First off, thank you so much. Uh, not needed at all, but thank you so much for the contribution to the channel. My name is Cyrus. I have a team of technical writers and contract consultants, and we work with businesses. Reach out to me. I'd love to, to talk partnering. Currently not doing any any partnerships. Again, just trying to keep it, you know, simple. Um, but thank you so much for the contribution. Uh, very much appreciated. Let's look at another bid, guys, and I'll I'll keep coming um back to some more questions. But once again, Mr. Government Advisor and Flow OG, thank you guys so much for the contributions to the channel. 
is it possible <laughs> that that our uh, Internet Explorer is working? Can it be? Because I really hate Chrome. No, it's still not working. What browsers do you guys use? Do you? I mean, I don't mean to hate on Chrome. If you if you enjoy it, I used to really like it, but I, I had to switch to Explorer. Okay, so our next bid is for moving services. This is out of the Virgin Islands. It's for the Department of the Interior. This is due on February 22nd. This is a small business set aside. 548444. Uh, four, <laughs> let's try that again. 484210. Used household and goods moving services for the National Park Services. So they require moving services for office spaces. So. We have a wage termination. We have a statement of work and a solicitation. So we have a lump sum price for moving services. It looks like they're asking us to estimate the completion number of days. So for your quote, they're just saying complete the RFQ doc, include it on company letterhead with your price and your capabilities, name and information of the sub, if any. Okay, guys. So I try to always point out because you guys seem to have some sort of anxiety as it relates to providing sub information or when to provide it or that like you're doing something wrong. Working with subcontractors is very normal in the government contracting space. As part of this response, they're saying to name the sub if you're using one. And if you're not, that's okay too. And then any previous history of any previous jobs. Okay, so it doesn't have to be anything that's too, too crazy. So very short, very short 12 page solicitation, very straightforward. They have a few specific pieces of info they've asked for in our response. And they also have a one page statement of work. So services, packing, unpacking, loading and offloading, right? Large items, furniture, Inventory list, stuff like this. So guys, I'm just going to say, um, we don't, I don't like, uh, advertising on the show or poaching or advertising your services. I'm not going to call the particular name out. Um, uh, when that happens, I usually will remove that person so that you can't watch the show anymore. Unfortunately, I just really need this to be a safe place. That's why I offer all sorts of, you know, free tools. Um, just, I just please don't, uh, advertise your services on the channel. Um, you can go to somebody else's channel if you want to do that. I just really don't like it. So. That's all that I'll, I'll say. And if, and if the person doesn't know, that's why I'm saying it's okay. Sometimes people don't know, not a big deal, but please just don't um, continue to advertise your services on the channel. Um, so you're awarded a contract. Do you attend the first servicing of the project or can you sim simply monitor it? So Lloyd, that's a, that's a good question. We're getting into like post award and contracts management. It's very good in terms of marketing, in terms of marketing period for the company owner or the face of the company, depending on how the company is structured. It's very good for that person to show up, at especially start a work meetings. Um, but of course, the scope of the work is going to highly dictate what that's going to look like because there can be more meetings than others. There could just be one meeting 
In many instances, it's just a phone meeting. So there's no meeting in person. So just like every bid is different, um, like every contract is different and the execution of the contract is going to be different for, for everybody. With that being said, the more the face slash owner of the business can be evolved, especially at the beginning stages, that's something that you could apply to all scopes. The more beneficial it can be to having a seamless transition for a start of work. So I always recommend it if you can swing it. And then I always recommend to price in that if it's a travel or if it's some time, right? Um, I always recommend to have a little bit of a, at least a little of a pocket in there because it could be a, a big investment that pays off. Um, that's what I would say. Uh, Eli, hey, Derek, new to GovCon, came across your content. It's been very informative. So happy to hear that. And welcome from LinkedIn. So first, first off, thanks for all that you put out. Um, I'm partnering with a relative who's a disabled vet. And we plan on subbing. Does the book cover all that the course covers? So yeah, the, the book covers all that the course covers. It's just, the, once again, the format. Um, the course has templates. It has real, real life examples. Um, you get to actually see what right looks like, the scripts, all that sort of stuff, right? It's anything you can't get in a book, you get in the course. But the course touches on all of the high-level topics um, that you would need to do with the specific uh, venture that you're referring to. And when in doubt, hey, book or course, book or course. Well, the book is 30 bucks, so it's much cheaper than the course recommend getting started with the book. And if you want to go further, then you can always go into the course. And then those of you who got the book know, I also put a nice discount inside the book if you want to get the course. That makes the course even more affordable because for a lot of you, I know that's going to be what's what's kind of best for you. But starting with the book at least lets you know what you're kind of, you know, it ensures that it's going to be a right fit for you. That way you don't have to guess because people don't like to make, you know, investments in things where they're like, God, is this even going to be a fit for me? And, you know, if it seemed like it is, but not hundred percent, we'll get the book because everything that's in the book is in the course. It's just the course has even more. So that's the best advice I could say to mitigate that. Najee says, man, I love these Monday shows. Never miss a Monday. It used to be Tuesdays. Um, Mondays as of December, I change it. So I'm glad I didn't really throw anybody off. Um, does the course offer the templates? Yeah, all the templates, proposal templates, subcontractor templates, capability statements. Um, many, many templates are part of the course. That's why the course is as valuable as it is. Um, I don't have a digital version of the book. Um, by design, I want folks to get it in their hands and feel it and make notes. And, you know, I've had many like audible stuff, which is great. I'm all for like listening or working out all for that. I think the show is kind of like a great format for that. I put the show on and go on the treadmill or go lift or, you know, do your hour long commute or whatever it is. We were even on Spotify for that reason and, and anchor and a bunch of podcasts. A lot of you guys might know, might not know that um, if you want the audio version of the show, but yeah, I don't have it for the book. Jenny J says, what kind of IT services is available at GovCon? It's a good question. There's a lot. I would recommend um, doing a proof of concept exercise um, that I actually take you through in the, the free masterclass. So if, if anybody's at the stage of like, okay, what's, you know, I have an idea of something I want to go after, but is the government really buying it? Or like, hey, I want to do this. How can I find it? Do the proof of concept exercise in the master class. It's totally free. And um, I'll put the link for that down below. Yeah, or just go to govkitmethod.com masterclass. Hey, what's going on, Miguel? Good to see you hang out with us from LinkedIn as well. Yeah, the course is, the course is self-paced. The class I instruct, and we have a class going on right now. And I don't know when the next class will be. So really the best thing I could say right now is the course. Um, Bodan said, how do you negotiate with subs for the percentage of the contract payment? 
Ooh, um, I'm not sure what this is exactly asking because you're talking about contract payment. Um, you negotiate subs just like you would negotiate with anybody, but you would want to negotiate with them before the contract goes into place, right? You don't want to negotiate when there's the payment is due. So I'm not sure if I'm just taking that wrong, um, but the negotiation should be done well before contract payments. And the way that you do that is, well, you get multiple quotes so that you know what high, low, and middle looks like. If you only have one quote, you don't know, you don't have any context to compare it to. Um, so for that reason, always get multiple quotes. And I think you can make a strong case if you can only get one quote to straight up no bid the opportunity and go after something that you couldn't get multiple quotes on, right? But other than that, you know, you, you're negotiating the price down, but you want to do it within reason. And you want to know why you're negotiating down. You want to just take money away from them to take money away because they could be de-incentivized to do a good job on the contract, right? So you, you want to make sure your efforts are aligned and that the subs are happy. Um, negotiating price is just simply negotiating price. If they're too high, you got to let them know that they're too high. If you want to give them a margin to come down by and help them, you, you can do that as well. going on robert hang out with us from toledo good to see you um lang says when a solicitation includes a wd wage determination do we base payment on the wages they provide so that's the thing they're going to provide many wages the way to use a wage determination is first off what's the point of a wd it tells you the minimum you have to pay your people it doesn't tell you what you have to pay your people and that's because it's you know, federal you know, workers that work on a federal contract are protected as like federal contracting workers, just like union employees would be with a, you know, for example, a prevailing wage. It's very similar. As you can see, if you look at, for example, construction wage determinations for Davis Bacon, they'll give you a prevailing wage as well as fringe. And then when you look, look at service contracts with a WD, it'll be a prevailing wage with you know a breakdown of things that will add up to fringe like health and welfare like vacation like holiday pays right as workers on federal contracts they're protected by that so that's what you want to inform to your pricing to ensure at a minimum you're paying that but the big thing is is those wage rates that you choose because there'll be page after page after page right when you anybody who's seen a wage determination you choose Right. And sometimes contracting will highlight or they'll give you in red font what's currently being done on the contract, but they can't tell you what to choose. Okay. You choose. Because if you can find labor to do it for cheaper, well, they're, that's, you know, they're going to like that because it, it means that they're being good stewards of taxpayers' dollars. But then it's up to you to be able to satisfy that. So, so in, in, in layman's terms, yes, you are basing your payments off of that. But in more detail, it's going to be based off of specifically what you what you choose. Yes, you caught another live. Cool, guys. Let's try to squeeze in one more. Let's try to squeeze in one more. Is the class and course a package deal? No, they're totally separate things. Like I said, the class is going on right now. Um, so we don't have any openings for the next class. So right now it's all about the course in the book. Let's squeeze in one more for today. I have to keep copy and pasting into a new browser because today is the day of Chrome using a new browser. So we got a lodging bid for the army due literally tomorrow. Small business set aside, Springfield, Missouri, 721-110 hotels next code. And this is for the Georgia Army National Guard. We have a solicitation, we have answers to questions. 
in a AAA rating scale. Likely going to be the level of quality that they want for the lodging facility to be provided. So we have SF1449 form. With just one lowly, one lowly pricing clin for 204 nights. They're saying 17 times 12 equals 204. So 17 rooms for actually 12 nights. And that's what they mean by 204 nights. So this will likely be spread out through a year. They want a minimum level two lodging based on the, the AAA scale, which we'll look at. And they have a, a annual training March 9th through the 21st. So that's where we're going to get our days from. And they want you to pick a hotel that's no more than 10 miles from their location. And again, this will be 9th through the 12th. So our delivery schedule matches that POP. And we have that one pricing clin. They're highlighting instruction to offers here. So this is what they want filled out, specifically technical specs and pricing to include price schedule, reps and certs, SF1449 form, like we always focus on on the channel. This will be a best uh, appears to be a best value. Technical past performance and price all considered. So I really love this. It's it's such a straightforward solicitation. Very, very good, you know, something to practice with, even if you don't bid it. Because if you can do that, it's just going to stack that much more onto those. But then you'll already understand it because you'll understand the approach of why you're doing what you're doing instead of guessing. We don't want to guess at government contracts. If you've received income from contracts, do they send a 1099? So you're talking about the government? Are you talking about like working on a prime contract? Who, who have you received income from? If it's a prime, they, they should 1099 you for sure. And then if it's a government contract, you're going to invoice you. I mean, you're, you're gonna, sorry, you're gonna invoice them. Um, how do you feel about submitting your RFQ without confirming price with a vendor? You got the pay from a previous contract. So if you're relying on, you're saying vendor, do you mean subcontractor? I, I Like you got the price from somebody else and some, but someone else is gonna come and do it. I wouldn't recommend doing that because they could have a very different price, which could put you at a loss potentially. Hello to uh, recreated designs. Should I select the option reflecting my company name despite the wrong industry or is there a way to correct the industry designation? Hope I'm making sense as well as my actual company. Sean, I'm not sure exactly what you mean here. Where are you selecting the option? Are you talking about inside of SAM.gov? Because there's an option where you can select for your company to be shown or not to be shown. Um, for most cases, I recommend to select that it's that it be shown. Good number of quotes to get uh, two or three um, at a minimum. Yeah, I can get it. It's just legalmiddleman.com slash book. Um, I'll put the, the, the book link as well. Yep, so that's, so the book will be legalmiddleman.com book. And again, the master class, you can just go to govkidmethod.com. 
or just uh, check out the link for that. So Katina says below 250K is SAP. Got it. Yes. Nailed it. Ray says, I don't see the course sign up on your site. You might be at the wrong site. So legalmiddleman.com, not GovKid method. It's the same site as the book. So um, legalmiddleman.com is where we have the, the course sign up. What do you think about having a website? Yeah, I'm all for having a website, especially for subs, right? Because if you're wanting to have that level of professionalism, not just for the government, but for um, subcontractors as well, especially if you're new, um, it can establish that validity and credibility. Um, but in order to do that, I recommend setting up your umbrella first because then your because then your site's going to reflect your umbrella and your capabilities, right? And then that way, um, a government customer, if for whatever reason they're looking at it, uh, they can as well. Um, Contractor, you may say, we'll check out your website, but it's highly unlikely, again, unless you're doing like an 8 a sole source game, is a contracting officer going to look at your website and say, I like them. I'm going to give them a contract. They may say, hey, I like them. Give me a bid. But that's why we focus on bidding too, right? All right, guys. So I think we'll go ahead and wrap up. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Another episode in the books. Amazing questions. Thank you to our contributors as well. Um, Mr. GovCon, uh, Mr. Government Advisor and um, Flow OG for the contributions to the channel today. Um, check out the masterclass, check out the book, all either free or very, very low cost options to get started if you're needing help. Um, is the book only for contracts where one must complete 50% of the work? So no, um, we teach you the legal middleman strategy, which shows you how to do that, but everything else is focused on learning how to bid and win contracts, which applies to everybody. So yeah, I know it's called the legal middleman method, but it's for everybody who wants to middleman and also for those who don't want a middleman, right? If you can self-perform the work yourself, you're still going to need how to learn how to read, outline, price, you know, proposal, write these things. And we emphasize these in the book and in the course. It's not just about legal middlemaning stuff. It's legal middlemaning and more. And I'm not just saying that. So guys, amazing stuff today. Smash the like button, subscribe to the channel and welcome to all of our newbies. And a uh, big thank you to all of our returning community members. Good to see you guys all. We'll see you all next week and um, take care. Great show today. Bye, guys.